Hey, do you teach yoga? Have you ever trained to lead yoga classes to be a yoga therapist? Have you ever owned a yoga studio? Maybe even just wondered what it was like for the women and men up there in front of the room on their mats, leading you through endless Surya Namaskars, down dogs, and pranayamas galore? Well, these are their stories and mine. I'm Rebecca Sebastian, a 20-year yoga teacher, 10-year yoga therapist, yoga studio owner, and co-founder of a yoga-focused nonprofit. I've done a lot in the yoga world over the last 20 years, pretty much everything except had a water cooler. You know, a place to share stories, talk about struggles, successes, and find other people who do the same thing that I do. Welcome to Working in Yoga, a podcast and substitute water cooler for yoga folks to connect and build community, to share our unique profession, our challenges, and our journeys with the world. Hi, y'all. This week on Working in Yoga, this is a solo episode for me, my second one. I'm going to try and do solo episodes every so often in between the interviews that I get to have with all these really amazing yoga professionals in this world, because there are a lot of things that I want to talk about. There are things that have come up in conversations in my other interviews, or just things that I have been talking about in general for the last bit of time, and I think I have something to say that might contribute to the conversation. So this is my first solo episode doing this, and this week my discussion is on something that has been at the forefront of my mind for the last few months, and partly because I think we need to talk about business and yoga. Now, I know that this makes a lot of you uncomfortable, but I also know that there's a lot more of you out there who are hungry to have these discussions in ways that are nourishing and not shame-filled and to sort of absorb these perspectives about how we can create a industry and a business that both sustains ourselves and helps nourish our communities around us. So I'll tell you, just last week, actually, I spoke at SITAR, which is the Symposium for Yoga Therapy and Research that is an international symposium run by the International Association of Yoga Therapists. And I was invited to speak at one of their community interest sessions about social activism. Now, I am a co-founder and the board president of a nonprofit, and I was discussing what it was to start and run a nonprofit in a local community. And oddly enough, a lot of what the discussion ended up circling back to was about things like pricing and building service into business models and all those sorts of things that make some people feel uncomfortable when we talk about money in relationship to yoga and yoga teaching and make other people hungry and excited because they want to learn more. They want to find new and different ways to create the job that works best for them. And what occurred to me during this experience was that a lot of people were three steps ahead of where they really needed to be. Because I think the issue is this, 
that we have not taught yoga professionals how to be business people. And so then we end up being confused about what we are selling in our goods or services. Now, if you are selling something, a good is a tactile thing that you sell. You know, if you are selling widgets or pens or paper or water bottles, that's what's on my desk right now, um, that would be a good. And a service is an action that you provide for somebody else. As yoga teachers, as yoga therapists, we are selling services. But I want to stop for a minute and I'm just going to come out and say it. The entire point of this particular episode is this. You shouldn't be selling yoga. You should sell something else. Now, the reason I say this is both simple and complicated. The thing is, is that yoga isn't ours to begin with. Yoga belongs to and originated from a culture. Now I'm going to own it. I'm a white lady. I live in the Midwest of the United States in the Western world. And yoga is not from my culture of origin, even from my family's culture of origin. And I might be closer to the immigrant experience than some of you listening to this. I'm only second generation American. But my culture of origin is in the Mediterranean of Europe, whereas yoga originates in South Asia, specifically in the country of India, as very direct links and ties to the religion of Hinduism. And when we sell yoga as our service in the West, that's problematic. So let me encourage you to sell something else. Now I want to pause and make sure that you know that I am not saying we should all quit our jobs and not share yoga with the world, but we need to have a real mindset shift on what it is that we are selling in our communities as yoga teachers, as yoga studios, as yoga professionals. And here's how I think about my business and my staff and how I offer yoga teaching to the world. Now, first, I run a yoga studio. If you listen to the intro, I talk all about it. But honestly, we all know that you don't need a studio in order to practice yoga. So you don't need me. Why would you come to a studio? Well, honestly, it isn't because of the yoga. Yoga is an experience that happens between a teacher and a student, but that can happen anywhere. In fact, it has always happened Anywhere, anywhere the teacher is, the student can learn. So what do I sell at my studio? Honestly, I sell experience. I sell a experience. For my students, for my clients, I sell them their experience. And I'm really strategic about it. I'll be very honest. I sell smells. I control what you smell when you come in the door. I control the taste of the complimentary tea and nuts that we provide. The sights of the mural on my wall evoke a particular emotion. The sounds of nature, the feel of the skin when you're entering the room. That is the experience that I am creating for my customers when they come into my yoga studio. And I am selling that experience. All of those things that I can create for my students that they can't or maybe don't want to create in their home space. The yoga, though, that is our gift to the humans that come into the space. Yoga has never been ours to sell in the first place. 
Now, maybe you're out there listening and you're thinking, but what about online? So much of our industry shifted online over the last 12 months. What if you work in an environment where you don't control everything in your student's room? Are you selling yoga then? So in my way of thinking, I am selling my experience. And by this, I mean my personal experience in yoga practicing, in yoga teaching, my expertise, my thousands of hours of training that I have invested in my own knowledge and learning, and the convenience in the online space. So you can't take a class from me whenever you want, wherever you want. In fact, in my local community, I am notoriously difficult to get a hold of. Summertimes, I tend to be a little bit looser with my schedule, but on the whole, I run a very tight ship about where I show up to and who gets a piece of my time and my energy. So you can't come to my yoga studio and take a class with me at 10.30 p.m. when you need a nice, light, and gentle yoga class before you head to bed, a class that maybe down-regulates your nervous system, reminds you that you are still that amazing human being that you were when you woke up, when you woke up in the morning. But my online subscription, Sunlight Streams, that has dozens of classes that are exactly what you might need just then. So I'm selling not only my skill set as a teacher, but also the convenience of somebody being able to take a class of mine whenever they want to, which is not reality if you were looking to click take a live class with me. So stop selling yoga, friends. Stop selling the idea that yoga is what people purchase. When you do that, when you make yoga the commodity, the business and money side of our industry gets more difficult. And when you take yoga out of the equation, when you make the commodity something else, the money side of our industry gets easier, more nourishing, less squishy and uncomfortable. But it takes the confidence of you being able to step back and really evaluate what it is that you are bringing to the table. Now, while you're at it, will you please stop trading minutes for dollars? So I am saying this in case some of you thought that you were actually selling your time when I asked you earlier what it was that you were selling. And you thought, well, I'm selling an hour of my time and Maybe you're a private yoga teacher, a teacher who just teaches primarily privates. I'm selling an hour of my time, and in that hour, I'm going to fill it with yoga. So the reason somebody pays you for a private yoga class is not because they are renting your time. They are trying to learn from your lived experience as a yoga practitioner. They come to hear about the lessons that you've learned and translated into teachable content for them. So don't sell yoga and don't sell your time. In fact, if you're listening to this and you work in the yoga industry, please take a good and hard look about what you are actually selling, because I think it might not be what you think it is. Are you posting fancy poses of yourself on the gram for all to see and inspire to? Has it occurred to you that maybe what you're actually selling is shame? that people might be purchasing your content and coming to your classes because they think if only they can be like you, 
they won't be embarrassed and they can't move or breathe or live as well as you can. And if that is you, let me ask you this question. Is that how you want to show up in this world? Is that how you want to show up as a yoga teacher? I know that a lot of you out there listening might have been taught in your yoga teacher trainings that that was how you get students, is that you post pictures of yourself doing fancy poses on Instagram and you share it far and wide and people will be inspired by what you can do and then they will come and take your classes. But I really want you to consider if that is the yoga teacher that you want to be. Now, maybe you've told yourself that anything that gets people in the door, anything that gets people on their yoga mat is worth it. And honestly, maybe you're right. But really, I'm kind of betting you might not be. I am hypothesizing, and this is just me thinking about this as somebody who's been in industry for 20 years now, that for every one person who sees your content and thinks, maybe... There are 10 others who think maybe someone else. And is that how you want to show up in the world? Now, perhaps that isn't you. Perhaps instead what you feel like you sell is, well, you. And that's okay. I think a lot of us do that in the yoga industry. It's sort of been our default. We say, well, I'm not going to sell the fancy postures and maybe I don't feel confident enough in my knowledge to provide value to folks in different ways. So I'm just going to sell myself. I'm going to show up and I'm going to take pictures of myself and I'm going to tell stories about my life so that other people can see my challenges and see my struggles and see what I'm all about and that I'm a real person and maybe they'll come take my classes. But again, I'm going to ask you this question. Is that how you want to show up? Selling yourself. Remember that every time you curate a message to your clients or students or followers, you are creating an experience that is about them, whether you like it or not. So when you sell yourself, that becomes problematic because we are all playing the starring role in our own personal Broadway production. We are on stage, front and center in our own lives. And that isn't an insult. That's just the frank truth about human beings. That is how we interact with the world in a first-person perspective. So are you selling you to them on their Broadway stage? Do you want to do that? So again, let me encourage you to sell something else to find some experience that is uniquely yours and create an energy exchange. And energy exchange, I want to be very clear, involves money. Where you are able to teach your students the things that they need. Money is part of our energy exchange. It takes time, energy, effort, and experience to teach yoga to other people. Now, all of you listening might be on different various portions of your yoga teaching journey. Maybe you're a seasoned teacher like myself. Maybe you're just starting out. And that's great because honestly, I think the folks who are just starting out have so much more opportunity and so many more interesting conversations in front of them now than I had when I was first starting out. No one was having these conversations. It was just always do what we've always been doing. But guess what? You don't have to. 
When you are sharing this experience that is uniquely yours, maybe you're able to help people find themselves as the already perfect and whole human being that you know that they are, which is very yoga, right? That's why we came. That's why we're whole. That's why you hear so many human beings say, oh my God, my yoga practice changed my life or yoga saved me. Now, that could be a whole other podcast about the complicated nature of us saying that yoga saved me or changed my life, which I'm not going to cover today. But truly, this is the element, the aspect of yoga that I think speaks to so many of us that we were able to remember, even if for a brief flickering moment, we were able to remember that we're already perfect And nothing about us has to change in order for us to show up as fully whole and complete as human beings. So let me encourage you, stop selling yoga. It's not yours to sell anyway. It's not any of ours. Now, I appreciate you taking the time to listen today. I'm looking forward to heading back to interviews next week. So I will see you soon. Bye.